0: Welcome to NASA EDGE, an inside and outside look at all things NASA. Today, joining us is Terry Fong, who is the Deputy Rover Lead for Viper at NASA Ames out on the West Coast. And thanks so much, Terry, for joining us even late in the day for us.
1: Sure, my pleasure. Um, It's always great to talk with NASA EDGE.
0: we've had a good time working together in the past and that's why we're really excited to talk to you today we we just witnessed the mars 2020 launch uh, for the rover perseverance but now we're moving on to viper and want to find out what's going on from viper's perspective can you give us an update on the viper rover and and where things are at this point sure you know viper is uh, nasa's first rover mission
1: that's headed towards the moon Um, we're really excited Hope to launch that uh, towards the end of 2023, so a little bit more than three years from now. Of course, VIPER is a very different kind of mission. It's really different than the Mars rover missions. Whereas those missions were focused on field geology, on Mars, here we're going to the moon to to hunt for subsurface volatiles, basically buried water ice.
0: And I take it that that's really, really important as we explore space because uh, in situ resources are really what we believe or what NASA believes to be the key to sustainable presences or sustainable presence off the Earth's surface.
1: Yeah, I I think it's really important for us to try to to, to live off the land. Uh, You know, at the moment, anything we wanna do in space requires to bring everything with us. You know, whether it's water or oxygen, uh, food, fuel, all that kind of thing. And to the extent that we're able to actually make use of other resources for example you know if we can make use of the oxygen and hydrogen that we know is on the moon that's trapped in the soils then we can you know not have to carry it all with us from earth and i think if viper is successful in, in a few years uh, we'll have an answer of you know where are, are these materials located can we get at them can we make use of them and that will just frankly just change everything and how we plan for future space exploration
0: Where are you guys targeting uh, to land, Viper, and do that exploration on the lunar surface?
1: Yeah, at the moment, we are targeting landing uh, near the lunar South Pole. Um, It's interesting, the moon also has interesting places in the north. If we were to shift six months later, we might land towards the North Pole. But right now, uh, we're targeting the South Pole uh, for a couple of reasons. One is that uh, it is a place where the LCROSS mission impacted, that was in the Cabeas Crater. And where we got confirmation that there is a subsurface water ice, and also because it's the target location for Artemis. And for those reasons, we are targeting at the moment to get towards a South Pole site with Viper.
0: That's interesting thinking of L Cross and where it landed, but obviously, whether you go to the north or the south, you have clear objectives in terms of the kind of science you guys are planning to do with Viper. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, I mean, Viper is a prospecting mission. Uh, we're looking for primarily subsurface water ice. And to do that, we're carrying actually a total of four instruments, uh, three spectrometers and a drill. The drill allows us to get down to up to a meter below the surface and pull material out. And we take this material and we use the spectrometers to analyze the content of different minerals. And in particular, we're looking for different types of, uh, of hydrogen. Hydrogen being sort of the gold that we're looking for, so to speak, on on the moon. Because of course, hydrogen combined with oxygen that we know we can get from the soils on top will allow us to to make water and to make uh, fuel, frankly,
0: for for future rocket systems. I'm sorry, that seems a little complicated. (laughs) I mean, I know it's a known thing. You really believe that if you have these necessary components, you can bring the technology there that will allow you to turn these raw materials into usable resources? Well, that's actually, you know, a a key question
1: that we're trying to answer with Viper. Um, It's not enough to know that, oh yeah, there's hydrogen, um, you know, in in the subsurface, in the soils. We need to know how much of the soil actually has hydrogen. You know, where is it? Is it really deep? Is it shallow? How much of it is there? Because, you know, only with that information can you plan, okay, well now I know how deep and how much I need to actually excavate, and how I will then have to process the soils in order to get at the hydrogen. It's the same kind of thing that we see here on Earth. Any prospector who's going out hunting for things really wants to know the, the overall ore grade. That is, you know, you know the quality of the material that you're going to be mining or extracting. And the same thing's true for, for lunar
0: fuel. And I guess that's where the other instruments come into play because you'll be able to do that kind of analysis right there on the rover as you're exploring the moon.
1: Yeah, and that, again, this is a difference, I think, between Mars rovers and, and uh, Viper. You know, here we're trying to do uh, real-time prospecting. So the data from the instruments on Viper will come back to Earth in real time, will be live, fully interactive with the uh, mission control and the science team on the ground. We're gonna be driving the rover, actually a pretty long distance, up as much as 20 kilometers over the course of, say, 100 days. Just in comparison, you know, Curiosity, it took it over six and a half years to go 20 kilometers. So, you know, a bit faster, but that's driven by the fact that we're basically prospecting. Our goal is to try to, to cover as much ground, to go to as many different kinds of regions where we believe the ice might be on the surface, might be shallow, might be deeper, and really just try to build up an overall picture of you know the resources and where they are, what the concentration is, and frankly, how hard is it going to be to get at them if we want to make use of them later.
0: Even though we haven't determined where we're landing on the moon when we return, if uh, VIPER is successful in identifying sort of mineral or resource-rich areas, that's got to help help uh, mission planners determine where the astronauts could potentially land
1: yeah well clearly i mean you don't want to uh you know land you know thousands and thousands of kilometers away from where your 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 gas station is i mean that just would be really bad planning um you would like to to go where you're going to be you know basically extracting the fuel or at least you know the components to make up fuel or, or water or whatever and of course, you're gonna to have to not just get at that material, but you're gonna to have to process that. Uh, and so all those things factor together into you know the overall strategy of how you use robots like Viper, which are going early, uh, followed by human missions that come later. And frankly, long-term, maybe this is a long-term sustaining infrastructure. So we'll be going to the moon regularly to explore the moon and maybe go elsewhere.
0: Awesome, thanks so much for joining the show. And we look forward to hearing more about Viper in the future. Sure, my pleasure. Thanks. You're watching NASA EDGE, an inside and outside look at all things NASA.